Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Standard Issue Podcast. I am Muna Zabai, your anchor and host. I know. <laughs> I know you know why I'm laughing. It has been quite a bit. I am so sorry. I am ashamed of myself. <laughs> I just had a, a lot of stuff on my plate, if I was being honest, and I had to unpack them, so to speak, one by one, so that I could actually focus on um putting out a new episode. Before I knew it, days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, and here we are at the tail end of the year. We'll talk about it all at the end of this episode. All right, let's quickly jump right in. Today we're going to be talking about accountability, about responsibility, and about restorative justice, what they mean contextually, and how their absence impact our daily existence. Um, with regards to, you know, accountability, it simply means the obligation to take responsibility for one's actions, either by legal imposition or taking personal responsibility um, for the action taken. With regards to restorative justice, this provides a chance for uh, the perpetrator or enabler of an offense or crime to repair the harm caused to the victim. Now you may be wondering why I'm bringing this up, why I'm talking about this, but certain events have warranted a talk on this topic. I'm talking about the recent unfortunate bullying, beating, and eventual death of 12-year-old Sylvester Oromoni, a student of Doan College, an eminent private secondary school in Lagos. It's everywhere. If you're in tune with current events, you already know the details. Uh, Sylvester was a boarding student at the school. He was being bullied by his seniors. Um, several reports had been made on different occasions to the school authority with no decisive action taken uh, to quell these incidences and prevent their reoccurrence. Sylvester's father recounted that previously his sister, that Sylvester's sister, had to be withdrawn from the school on account of bullying as well. Now, I attended a boarding school, okay, many of us did, and we know the drill. The fear of seniors is greater than any singular authority figure you can think of. Reporting them only makes life even more um, unbearable for you in the hostel because these are the people you live with, okay? When the teachers or guardians close for the day, they go home, and you are left at the mercy of the bullies you snitched on. So which is what transpired in the case of Sylvester. What happened next is a level of savagery I cannot even fathom teenagers to be capable of. These seniors beat Sylvester to a pulp and apparently forced him to drink some concoction or chemical. We don't even know. He was picked up by his parents at the behest of the school who stated, like they actually put out a statement that Sylvester sustained his injuries while playing football. Now, many of us saw the videos of poor Sylvester breathing in pain on what would become his deathbed. Those were certainly not um, sport injuries. And now in his pain, Sylvester mentioned the names of his killers, saying that they asked him to join a cult, which he refused, you know, leading to everything I've recounted so far. The family cried out, and then the public joined in the loud outcry for the culprits to be brought to book. But you know what happened? Rather than set an example of 
zero tolerance of bullying rather than show impartiality and responsibility rather than the parents attempting to right the wrongs of their children in some way these parents of killers i'm going to be calling them killers because that is what they are colluded with the school authorities and snuck them out of school before we could say doen college a couple of them if not all five of them had been flown out of the country and these are the issues so we talk about the government being unjust to the citizens we talk about you know the system being against us the system not helping us actualize our dreams our goals our desires our aspirations the police the army all of the institutions we say they are created to work against us that they are wired to serve uh, only a select few people of society and then such a thing happens in a completely civilian setting where there is no police there there's no army there's no government per se it's all civilians we have uh, the principal or head teacher or school administrator whatever hierarchy that exists in doen college and the child is bullied brutalized beaten forced to ingest something that burned his lips definitely his insides he comes home in excruciating pain and eventually dies not before naming his killers and the school does not think that they have a responsibility to him to his parents you know make it make sense no one just carries their kids and and dumps them in a school with no authority figure in place the idea behind boarding school is that you have ceded parental responsibility to the school authorities for the moment that they are there they take on the mantle of parent over your kids they are responsible for your children for as long as they are in their care now such a thing happens rather than work with the parents of the victim to bring the perpetrators to book to see that they get what is due them the school is covering its tracks they want no part of this they first of all uh, immediately shift blame to the victim by saying that he was playing football and that ha- that's how he got injured the parents of the other students in the school are suspiciously silent there is no outcry from them they know each other because they can't they can't say they don't know each other now they attend pta so but i have not heard a single statement from the parents of other students because this could have happened to just about any other student in the school okay but not a single one of them has come out to say we decry such a barbaric ha- act happening in our school and we need for the school authorities and the management to seek some sort of redress create an atmosphere that is um peaceful for our children instead what we have is an unscrupulous administrative school system and even more terrible parents that help each other to uh, smuggle the children out of school as early as 5 a.m. according to reports so you see uh, the system works against us yes it does the government works against you mhm it sure does but we always forget when we are railing and ranting that the system is made up of people government and and all of the institutions that are uh, entrenched within it are made up of people the government or the system it's just a placeholder name it's not it's not it's not an android okay it's not an entity that exists outside of human beings it's not a machine 
It's people. We are what make up the system. And when left to our own devices, we're not any better than the people we elect. We're the same. We aren't any different. Just give us something that can make us better than the next person. It could be uh, power. In this case, it's money and influence. And you see how terrible a person we can become. There is no accountability. This is the trickle-down effect of having impunity at the top. What stops us citizens from doing the same thing when an opportunity for self-preservation at the detriment of others presents itself? So I don't even know what the end game of this saga is going to be. I hope that people everywhere continue to amplify their voices wherever they can, on social media and everywhere else, so that this does not quiet down because this is what always happens. We've had so many cases, so many incidences this year alone where things happen and there's no justice, nothing. No justice is gotten for the victim, no accountability by the perpetrators, and we hear nothing again. And that is where the idea of restorative justice comes. Because if you if you take um, decisive action and somebody is made as the scapegoat or shown to be the person that we're actually coming down on legally, it will make go a long way to deter such action occurring again. This is not the first school case resulting in death of a student that we have encountered this year alone. In Abuja, there was the case of um, Karen Akpaga. I hope I, I'm not sure I got the name correctly. But she's a 12-year-old girl who went home and was taken to the hospital where she died, it was determined that they found a condom in her and she had died from hyperglycemia caused by sepsis and affection from, you know, the condom. No need to go into the gory details, but a condom does not just crawl up into somebody, into a child, a 12-year-old girl. She was raped, probably and most likely by somebody in the school. Something happened there, but the school, Premier Academy, is still functioning. They're still carrying on. They they put out a statement that the girl was happy and good when she left. So, like, they just exonerated themselves. They're still functioning. They claimed that they were going to carry out an investigation, an internal inquiry will be carried out. But nothing came out of it. No one was held accountable. The parents still, you know, they still have their words in that school. No inquiry, no perpetrator, no prosecution, no conviction. Nothing. Uh, in the case of Ini in Akwaibom, still this year, the young lady who, although that wasn't in school, in search of work, found herself, herself rather, in the hands of a rapist and murderer. Now, it was the persistent public outcry on social media that forced the authorities to apprehend and arrest the murderer. Since then, we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard of a court case and we haven't heard of a conviction. The Baba Ijesha case as well, remember? No word. Have we had anything? Has he been convicted? We don't know. Has it been released quietly? We don't know. So these are the issues. There is no accountability to be found anywhere in this country. But this is not to say that, you know, other countries are better, but they are. They might not be perfect, but they are miles better than us. Um, and this is because the manner in which people rise up in other countries to say no 
and the immediate response of the prevailing system or government is this is a stark difference from what we have here. When a government is beholden to its people, and the people rise up and say no to impunity, no, this cannot fly, the government immediately sits up. Okay, just a week ago or two, a 15-year-old boy in the US shot and killed about four of his schoolmates in his school, in his high school. That's basically the American equivalent of a secondary school student. Walked into the school with a gun and shot randomly and four kids were killed, several others injured. Now the boy was arrested and tried as an adult, even though he's 15. And his parents too were arrested for failing to secure the weapon that the boy was able to take from home to the school. Because it is their responsibility as his parents to shield him from such things. If you own a weapon as an adult, it is your responsibility as a lethal weapon holder or owner to keep it safe. Okay? So they are being tried as well for voluntary manslaughter. Because, you know, accountability. Because, you know, responsibility. And so it is our collective responsibility as citizens to always speak up against impunity of government, impunity, of system in amongst ourselves, impunity even in a school uh, environment or organization. If the parents of the students at Darwin College, all of them in one accord said something, all the parents of the students at Premier Academy Abuja, all in one accord had risen up and said, no, no, someone has to take responsibility for this or we will withdraw our children. It is this complacency that this it doesn't concern me narrative that we are trying to erase. These are the narratives that we are trying to change. You hear, hey, answers, answers, people have come again. Yes, my generation is saying that if you continue to sit down in one place in complacency of the things that happen to other people because they're not happening directly to you, one day now, one day, it'll happen to you. Or a variation of it will happen to you, and others will sit in complacency for you too. Okay, it's a law of karma. There is a burning need for us as a people to reevaluate our value system and think collectively, not so individually, individualistically, and selfishly. Um, my heart goes out. I'm so sick, so sick of talking about how. My heart goes out to this person or that person. But yes, my heart goes out to the family of young Sylvester. A young life snatched from this world because for what? Snatched before it even started over refusing to join a cult. Listen, I didn't even know that secondary school students are now joining cults until not quite long ago, like very, very recently. And even when I heard about it, it was mostly, you know, Government colleges, government secondary school, in rural areas, uh, maybe one with proximity to a university. So these university courts usually recruit um, secondary school students to be like a kind of branch or charter, you know? Because a lot of the students in these types of schools are older than the classes that they are in. For instance, you would find a 17 or 18 year old boy in GS3 or so. So they are much older and already in uni age, so to speak. But I did not know that students in what I'm willing to believe is a prep school, a reputable private school in upwardly mobile Lekki, Lagos, 
are also doing court. Like, what are you culting? I don't understand. So, um, my heart goes out to them. I, I really hope and pray that we continue to amplify our voices and seek redress, seek justice. And the parents too that have helped their children to escape need to be brought to book as well because they are accessories after the facts. I know you're a parent and you can't bear to see your child, you know, in the public eye, but it is your duty to show that you are not a parent that enables evil. Okay, these children were insidious. They had the presence of mind to more than just beat. They also found bleach or something and forced him to drink it to harm him. Yeah, you may say that they did not set out to kill him. I'm not going to go down the nitty gritty of which one it is. Is it murder? Is it manslaughter? Is it? I'm not going to go into that. But what did they think would happen? Okay, ask yourself, what does somebody who forces someone to drink something that is harmful think will happen to the person when they give the person the thing to drink? I'm not saying that they meant to kill him, but think about that. So I hope and pray that um, the long arm of the law will get to these perpetrators and their parents and that justice and accountability will prevail. Because really, uh, what would constitute, or what, would, what I would say is justice, if I were a parent to a 12-year-old boy who was mangled and eventually uh, killed, I'm quite sure the things that I would claim as justice for me would be illegal if you know what I mean. So what the parents of Sylvester can uh, get is accountability, not really justice, okay? A life has been taken. They cannot bring Sylvester back, no matter what the law eventually decides. Whatever sentencing or whatever comes as the repercussions for these actions can never bring Sylvester back to life. So we have to keep our voices loud on this one. We're not going to just let it die. The 4th of December, a few days ago, was the boy's 12th birthday. So all this while, he had not even clocked 12 yet. He was 11 going on 12 and going through so much. Uh, the school has been closed down indefinitely by the Lagos State government, but they had the impunity, the effrontery, to send out a memo to parents saying that they will be commencing online classes. As if nothing happened. You see, they are so indifferent to the plight and agitation uh, of the family and the outcry of the public. They are carrying on business as usual. So even the school has to be held accountable because their lackadaisical and conspiratorial manner of handling this whole saga truly, truly leaves a lot to be desired. So that's it. Honestly, that's basically what I wanted to talk about today. I initially had a different topic entirely for this episode. I wanted something to consolidate my absence, to explain it, so to speak. I've been really actually busy with a couple of things, trying to better myself, to even position uh, myself better and bring even better content to the podcast. So I definitely hope that in the coming season of the Standard Issue Podcast, those topics we haven't touched would definitely be our focus. We said that we were going to be talking about politics and relationships, sex, and so far we've mostly only talked about burning issues and politics. So I would very much like for us to expand our horizon, so to speak, because 
Um, problem not they finish. You can talk about politics and the problems of Nigeria to thy kingdom come. And, you know, they just don't end. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm still always going to bring on topical issues, but also looking at it from other spheres of our existence because that's not the only thing about us. So there is a lot of background work that, you know, is taking place as I'm trying to reshape um, the direction of the podcast and to revitalize it basically, and also to give it more visibility and, and find even more platforms for a more diverse audience. I went into this half-cocked, if I was being honest, uh, without an in-depth idea of how much work podcasting is. But let me tell you, it is a lot of work. And, you know, I will probably do an episode detailing just how much work it takes to put out one episode. So that's what this episode is, basically to touch base with you, my listener, um, and say that we have officially come to the end of this season of the Standard Issue Podcast, even though we had so few episodes. I definitely, in the coming year, intend to have better structure on, you know, the consistency of how many episodes I can do um, realistically. And um, I want to be consistent about it. With all of the background work that I'm talking about, you will notice subtle hopefully better changes so i'm going to be needing you to hold me accountable since we're talking about accountability here if you know me you accost me whatever how far when is the next episode coming out you know i feel like if more people ask me push me uh then i will be motivated at the very least shame will catch me and i would have no choice than to put out a new app All right, since this is the last time we will talk before January, I want to wish all of you, my listeners, a splendiferous Heelside season. I wish you all a Merry Christmas celebration for those of you who will be celebrating and a Happy New Year celebration as well. I hope that you achieved all that you set out to at the beginning of this year. And if you didn't, not to worry, you have 2022 to continue to push you know, life just doesn't stop just because the year ended. You know, see it as an opportunity to take stock, uh, to regroup, and to keep it moving. As always, feedback is important. We'd like to hear from you. So be sure to follow us on all of our social media handles. We are at the Standard Issue Podcast on Instagram and at the Standard Issue Pod on Twitter. Links will be dropped in all the description box of whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can leave your comments on our comment sections wherever. Uh, Our WhatsApp never really took off, so I'm thinking of doing a Telegram channel, which is more anonymous than WhatsApp, where, you know, your number is there, all of that. Uh, With Telegram, we, we will push out links when new episodes drops, and we can also have you tell us, you know, what you would like for us to talk about. I want to create a community where I'm not the only one talking. It's much more interactive and I feel like Telegram would be the best place to achieve that. You're listening to us right now on Google Podcast, on Anchor, Spotify, or whichever other platform. I'm still waiting on approval for from Apple Podcasts. has been a tug of war all year. They've only been able to approve one of my episodes. I don't know, you know, who I need to talk to. But these are the three. And many other platforms are running concurrently. Whenever an episode drops, you can get them on any of these platforms. Um, And links are in the description box. Uh, Links are there. You just have to click and follow and share to your friends and family and your WhatsApp groups. Just drop our links 
throw our links in there for us to get even more listeners. In recognition of the 16 Days of Activism Orange the World initiative, I will be linking to advocacy groups on gender-based violence and sexual assault referral centers around the country. You can donate to them. You can volunteer your time as well. Uh, In the coming year, I will definitely be detailing some of the work that I've done with some advocacy groups on creating awareness on sexual assault and gender-based violence. I will also be dropping a link to the change.org petition that is ongoing right now, calling for the government and the authorities to launch an investigation into the unfortunate death of Sylvester. So you can click on that and sign the petition. Simple as that. Share it on your social media as well. Thank you so much for sticking with me all through this year, even though, you know, I wasn't with you for the greater part of it. I apologize again. I do hope to do better in the coming year. I appreciate each and every one of your clicks and listens. Um, We got a little recognition from one of the platforms. They actually sent me an email. They said that the Standard Issue podcast was one of the most listened to emerging podcasts from Nigeria on their platform. So, you know, small, small shower doing the work. And I have each and every one of you to thank for it. I hope that we even do more next year together, obviously. Um, Thank you all so much for your messages and feedback. And yeah, that's it. It's done. This has been the Standard Issue Podcast. I have been Muna. Take care, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Peace.